Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Could Colorado be moving towards a decision to leave the Pac-12 and potentially join the Big 12? That's coming up on today's Neighborhood Watch. Hello, I'm your host, Josh Neighbors. We are part of the 365 Sports Network. Glad you all are watching us or listening to us. You can see us here on the College Football Crystal Ball. Make sure you all subscribe to the channel. Also, you guys can find us wherever you get your podcast. Five-plus days a week of Big 12 coverage, conference realignment, Big 12 football, Big 12 basketball. We are in the heat of talking season right now. But also, I want to say happy Memorial Day to all of you all out there. Uh, thank you to those who have given their service, given their lives, and made those sacrifices for our country. Uh, I know a lot of us basically, you know, I feel like everybody out there has got some kind of connection. Uh, my grandfather and my uncle both served our country. Very thankful to them and also all the other folks out there who have done so. So make sure you all uh, thank somebody who's a veteran or just take some time today to think about those things. We're very fortunate to have those folks in our lives uh, who have gone before, who are to come, and who are still with us right now uh, for their service. So I want to make sure we put that out there first. Also, make sure you all subscribe to the channel. We had a major milestone. So when I came to the channel here, College Football Crystal Ball, or Crystal Ball College Football, we were in the 9,000 range, and um, we all have done a great job subscribing to the channel. We made it over 10,000 in pretty short order. I just want to keep that up. So if you all are finding this channel for the first time, please make sure you guys subscribe. It's not just my show that's on this channel. We have other shows, too. You know, Garrett's here. Jack is here. There's tons of content coming out. Multiple videos, you know, basically every single day each week. Tons of content for you all, whether it's betting, over-unders, all of those things. And also coverage of specific schools, of conference realignment, of all of those conversations happening. Once again, Neighborhood Watch, we're a bit more Big 12 focused. Uh, obviously, it's where, you know, I kind of got my kind of made my made my bones is, is in the Big 12 space. So more Big 12 focus, but we do talk about obviously the greater college football landscape. So let's do that here today because I have long said that the next big move is what happens with the Pac-12. It's going to define much of what modern college sports looks like, especially college football, because right now there is a consolidation of power up top and the Pac-12 is part of what we have deemed the Power Five. There's a chance the Pac-12 might not longer be a conference or 
very, at the very least what we consider a power five league. And so uh, it was interesting. I saw these comments first from Colorado athletic director, uh, Rick George on Friday. I was first sent them by Spencer McLaughlin from locked on pack 12. I'll read you all the comments first and we'll kind of work from there, but Colorado AD Rick George on Buffs Future tells Brian Howell, 33, at Brian Howell, 33. And he uh, he covers, he works for Buff Zone and also the Bowler Daily Camera um, and also has written some books as well. But he told Brian Howell that, quote, we're members of the Pac-12, we're proud members of the Pac-12, and we've got to see where our media rights deal lands and where our conference goes. In a perfect world, we love to be in the Pac-12, but we also have to do what's right for Colorado at the end of the day. We'll evaluate things as we move forward, end quote. This is what I think about when I saw this comment. So a few weeks ago, I talked to this in my old show, Locked on Big 12. We had comments from the San Diego State Athletic Director about their future. And basically, he was saying, look, we're going to be Power 5. It's just a matter of the Pac-12 or the Big 12. Like We're going to find a home in the Power 5. And while that that acknowledgement seemed obvious, I think we're all on the same page with this, fans, media folks, whatever, that, hey, San Diego State is most likely ready for a power five step. Now, financially, are they going to get the full package? No. I mean, there's always that transition phase. But look, their basketball team just, uh, you know, was one game away from a national championship. They were beating some really talented teams along the way. They've had good pedigree in that sport. Their football team is now a pretty consistent winner. They've got a new stadium. They're in a major market. They're on the West Coast. They make sense, you know, of, of the Pac-12 because they just lost, obviously, two schools in Southern California. For the Big 12, they want to go West. It makes a lot of sense, right? But the fact that we actually had the acknowledgement publicly from the athletic director of San Diego State about their situation and about what was going to be next for them to me was significant. I found I always I always find kind of the public acknowledgement of these things to be significant. Just like the whole reason a lot of this, you know, people might be laughing like, oh, the Pac-12's demise, the Pac-12's done. It's laugh. Like the one thing we cannot deny is the incredible public desire expressed by presidents and leadership members at these schools to stay in the Pac-12. It's no secret. They're not putting it out there, but behind closed doors being like, no, we don't want to. No, these schools have a desire to remain in the conference. They do, right? But now what we've started to see slowly over the last couple months is the more public acknowledgement of we have to do what's right for us. Colorado, I feel like, has been relatively quiet. But what I will say is these comments, to me, have been acknowledged by folks I know in the Pac-12 space a bit more than, than we have seen before. Like the Lubbock comment that we had from the Arizona president, I always say Robert Robbins, Robert Robbins, whatever, which one his name was, always. Um, but the Arizona president saying, you know, Lubbock's not too far away and things like that were, you know, I mean, he they, they've been pretty upfront, Arizona, like they are going to do what's best for them. They've kind of been the ones out there saying this. You now have Rick George doing the exact same thing. Not mentioning the Big 12 by name, that's not in there, but he says, in a perfect world, we'd love to be in the Pac-12. We also have to do what's right for Colorado at the end of the day. We'll evaluate things as we move forward. <coughs> also to mention when he says, you know, we've got to see where our media rights deal lands. 
and where our conference goes. You know, the idea that um, they're not close to landing yet. You know, maybe there's some options, but they're not close to landing yet. And, you know, on, on the, let me back up first. Let me, let me make sure we kind of finish off the conversation about like the acknowledgement, right? It does not say that the big 12, but we do know with relative, you know, I think relative uh, clarity, like what's been reported ever, the big 12 does desire those four corner schools. Colorado is involved. Colorado has been in the big 12 before. So it just makes a whole lot of sense. That is, that part is definitely there. The desire to remain there is, is a hundred percent there. What we now are dealing with, I, in my opinion, is, okay, we're going to have to debate, like, how much longer are we talking about where the media deal lands? Because at this point, you know, like, when are we landing? When, when is this happening? Because we've kept pushing back. Dead, and, and John Kurtz and I had a great conversation about this on Friday. I encourage you all to go check that out. But the idea that they still have not landed yet and they have yet to land, and they aren't landing. And so what's going on here with all of this? Why haven't they found a home yet? And as much as it's been, as it's been talked about, hey, Amazon and Apple TV+, Plus, they have not done a college sports deal yet. That's totally true. That is 100% true. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. They have not done a college sports deal to this, you know, th- this point. And so it can take longer lawyers and whatnot. But we're hitting a point where it's, all right, I mean, this stuff can get hammered out. Like people can, you know, th- there are people who have done this before. It's, n- it's not rocket science. Like it has been done before. And so there are people that work in the space that, you know, there, there are deals they could work off of. They have, there's framework for this. It could take longer, but like, I don't think it's like, guys, it's just, we're working through the paperwork right now, right? We're making sure everything's signed, sealed, and delivered. That's not the vibe that we've been getting from this. The vibe that we've been getting from the, these negotiations at this point is that they really don't have anything to report. They really don't have anything tangible and clear. There is a clear conversation that is happening about how unclear, like, like the, the, what we're talking about here, guys, is visibility, is finances, is term length, is grant of rights, accessibility. All of those things are being debated. It's pretty clear those are the things that are being kicked around. What is unclear is what every school values and when it comes to visibility, when it comes to length, when it comes to revenue sharing, what's unclear is what every single school needs and desires to make this thing work. That part is unclear. And whether George Klyavkov can deliver that, it's unclear. So my question is on the, uh, the timing as it applies to when this deal gets done, it, like you're starting to have a bit more public acknowledgement. There's still the, we want to remain in the PAC 12, but at what point are you like, mm, I mean this, we've given this about as much time as possible. I've said this a bunch. And I think this is kind of one part. I feel, I feel like they don't need this, but I think a lot of folks do the idea that these schools want like this incredibly kind of tangible final last best offer to be like, this is not good enough. 
I mean, or to, or to accept it, obviously, but also I think more so to just to justify a move. A lot of these schools are desiring the final straw, if you will, the straw that broke the camel's back, whatever metaphor you want to use. They want that. That seems to be something across the board. I talked to John Kurtz, Andrew Marshan. We talked to Jim Williams a while ago. You know, they, they want to have that final straw to be like, we gave George Klyavkov every opportunity to get us a deal. He did not deliver on what we, what we need. Not, not what he promised, not him saying what he promised to make him look bad, but he did not deliver on what we believed he was going, you know, basically he told us he was going to deliver on, uh, or, you know, or, or what we need as a school. I think it's more important. What we need as a school that has not been delivered upon in this. And so we are going to make the move to me though. I don't know if schools need any more justification. I feel like we've reached the point now where we're doing all these interviews. We've got, you know, we've got Washington State in some trouble, but we got Kirk Scholes doing interviews. We've had Utah ADs. We've had Arizona State. We've had Oregon State. We have had uh, Arizona, you know, Arizona. Everybody's talking. Everybody's talking, but there's nothing at this point. And I feel like the one place we can guarantee you that there is something is the Big 12. You know, I, I mean, I'm just so skeptical of the idea that they're going to get as much as the Big 12 at this point. Because as time goes on, the amount of leverage the Pac-12 has dwindles. And so I just don't understand how they're in any position of power to get as much money as the Big 12 got. Um, and once again, I, I've never been in TV negotiation before. I, mean, I don't, I'm not like an expert in that, in that category, but I've been covering this now for a year. And I've talked to people in the sports media space, these you know people who are experts. And Andrew Marshan's the same way. Like He is somebody who understands all this stuff. And he's just saying, yeah, I mean... I don't know where it's coming from. ESPN has dropped out of this. The Pac-12 keeps kicking the can down the road. We have not heard anything tangible about like the CW recently. We have not heard anything about Fox recently. We you know last thing we heard about Turner was they were out. We've heard Apple TV and Amazon being involved, but you know there's some skepticism, some healthy skepticism about uh, you know kind of tier one and whatnot. And then we had ESPN being all the way out apparently on tier one. And Andrew Marshall saying, you know, never say never, but if the worldwide leader is out on you on your tier one package, you're now going kind of a streaming or a CW route. And it's really just, it, it's uncharted waters. I know a lot of this stuff now is uncharted waters, but it's just for a conference that is, is on shaky ground right now, it does not seem to be stabilizing at all. And for every comment they try to make and stabilize things, it, it gets more unclear. And so while these comments are just kind of highlighting the obvious, like, yeah, of course. It, 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 don't, I don't, I don't want to say anybody by name because there's good folks out there. There are people out there that have said like, there is no desire to leave at all. These schools don't want to leave at all. That's not, I mean, they don't want to leave. Sure. But like, they might have to, they might have to go do what's best for them. That has always been this talking. That's always been this. It's not who is better. It's just, what does the situation call for at this point in this current media sports media climate with live rights and, and kind of these companies that are, you know, not just sports TV companies anymore. Like Disney is a massive corporation succession ended last night. Disney is Waystar Royco. Disney has the parks and they have the movies <coughs> and they have the TV and they have the sports. They've got all of these and all of these different arms now. Think about Viacom, CBS has Paramount. You know, they're mostly an entertainment company. Like they're in all these different directions. Amazon, my God, what do they not have at Amazon? I mean, what are they, you know, I ordered a water bottle this morning and rented a movie. 
last night off of Amazon. That's where we are with these. That's what these companies are. And they are in there because those companies are in the everything space. Some of them are still entertainment companies, but a lot of these companies are getting into like the, you know, every, you know, Apple sells phones. They also have a streaming service. You know, Apple's the computer I'm using right now is Apple. My, my phone's over there. My iPhone's over there. My AirPods are charging. You know what I'm saying? So this is, I'm trying to think about anything else. Uh, here's an uh, Apple sells me chargers. They also have major league baseball on Friday nights. The point being here is that these companies are going through extreme change and it's unfortunate for the PAC 12 that they've been kind of caught in this incredibly odd time and they don't have a product. Clearly they don't have a product that people are desperately desiring to put on TV. This is not to say the big 12 has a product that, that they are desperately trying to put on television, but after last year's TCU success and after the compelling games, once again, this is from the Sports Business Journal. When the deal was struck for the Big 12 TV rights, John, I think it was John Oran who wrote the article, or I think it was Michael Michael Smith, the other guy, um, said that the reason why Fox wanted back in on, on the Big 12 is because of how compelling and how competitive the games were. So, and, and look, I'm not saying the Pac-12 was uncompetitive. I, it's not a competitive league, but but the timing plus the competition level in the Big 12 is what put them in the successful spot. If the Big 12 was in the Pac-12 shoes, yeah, there'd be some serious concerns about what their television future was going to look like, but they're not. And, and their deal did happen at the right time for them. And so now we are in a spot where the Big 12 is in a better spot. It's just the realities of this. It's, and that's why I've been saying this for a long time. Um, this is not just, it's not big 12 versus Pac 12. That's not actually what this is. What this is, is it's television companies. It's the Pac 12. It's the timing of the sports media market. And it's what's best for the schools. It's, you know, it's, that's, it's not, it, it, the big 12 is like not competing for an offer right now. It's not, Hey, are these companies can take one or the other. No, the big 12 took the, the first offer. It might not have been the best offer, but they took the best offer available first offer and it gave them security. Now that first offer begins to look like the best offer because of the way things have changed. And because that landscape is changing, the demand has also changed as well. There is a demand for late night college football, but if you're ESPN and a conference, you have the rights to the big 12 is able to add more West coast or schools that are out West. Well, you don't have to pay for a full conference. You can get West coast games, without having to get an entire league under your belt and having to pay all that out. That's what they're looking at right now. And so that is why, once again, the changing landscape has put the Pac-12 in a bad spot. But to, to give them some, you know, bad biggest credit in a negative way, to put some blame their way, we do have to consider this. Uh, the fact that George Klyavkov thought there would be a little, a little bit of rub, if you will, get some shine off of that Big Ten deal. That was not the case. That's not what happened. That shine never really occurred for them in the meaningful way in which they thought it would. Um, and yeah, I mean, they've, they've done a lot of talking, but, but not enough action has come from that. So while comments from Rick George seems like obvious things that we shouldn't be hearing at this point in time, it is refreshing to see it out in public to, to, you know, to kind of just be a reminder of where we're at. These schools have been committed, I believe, in 
above and beyond. Now you could also argue, hey, there's no point in there's no point for them to jump now. They're waiting. I mean, there's there's you know there's no real reason they can't wait. But their leverage seems to be lessening and lessening. And every single day, guys and girls, I'm more skeptical about the idea that they get a deal not just matching the Big 12s, but in the neighborhood of the Big 12. And whatever you all want to define as neighborhood is up to you all. But the stability is in a pretty clear conference right now, the Big 12. The Big 12 is a more stable league than the Pac-12. The Pac-12 might have some better brands at the top. I'm not going to argue that. But stability, that is with the Big 12 conference. I, I, I'm pretty confident in saying that. And I think comments like this highlight that from Rick George. We have to do what's best for us. And that means other options out there. That, that's, that's what it's implying. San Diego State, their AD basically said the same thing, guys. Arizona said the same thing. And now the clock is the clock is very much ticking. We we're about to hit June with the summer. They're giving Klyavkov the time, but I think I think Colorado is signaling we're going to do what's best for us, and that's a public acknowledgement, and that is more than we really had. Uh, I think from, you know across like it's starting to happen more and more often. Basically, we got one school that everybody feels pretty confident is going Power Five in San Diego State. We had a school in Arizona that we know has acknowledged the Big 12's existence. And we now have Colorado say, yeah, that option, that option is definitely there for us. We have to do what's best for us. But we, we love the Pac-12. We're a member, right? And I, I used the analogy the other day, and I'll keep using this analogy because I think it's a good one, of when Dana White said John Jones would never headline a pay-per-view ever again for him. And he had, he's headlined multiple since then. People will say stuff like, we are a Pac-12 member, as they should because they are. Because if, if there's more fracturing, like it doesn't help their negotiating stance. Right to be in different places, it doesn't it doesn't help them as negotiating for a new TV contract. They're like, yeah, some of us are in one direction, one of us, you know, the other direction. No, it's important they're all like remained, you know, they remain focused and together when it comes to this, trying to get the best deal possible for everybody. But they're starting to acknowledge the realities. That's changing. That's changing, and it's it's surprising. Um, I was just kind of weird Friday afternoon thing that we just got, but from the Pac-12 folks, like they're starting to feel a bit more of the heat to kind of end off on this. Spencer McLaughlin says to me, this is about the most direct quote pertaining to the mindset of leaving I've seen. I think even more so than the Arizona's Lubbock comment. Spencer's a Pac-12 guy, and he and I don't always see eye to eye. We'll actually hopefully talk here again pretty soon. You know, I don't always see eye to eye on this stuff. I think there's a bit more heat, a bit more pressure than he does. But the fact that you're getting people like Spencer acknowledge, yeah, this is pretty public, shows you where we are. The tide is beginning to shift because there is no deal yet. No deal? Yeah, it's going to start to shift a little bit. That's definitely going to start to shift a little bit. All right, that will do it for today's show. Please follow us on Twitter at NWPod365. You all can find me at JoshNeighbors underscore. We'll change those graphics at the bottom of the screen uh, so it make them, you know, make them uh, fit the topics that we're talking about as well. But please, please, please subscribe. I appreciate you all doing that and also enjoy the final day of your long weekend. See you next time, folks.